Welcome in, la- welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to the Pitch Catch Podcast. My name is Eli Swice. And I'm Joey Fernandez. And we are going to get into every single trade deadline move. Well, not every single, most of them. Um, that just happened. If we went into every single one, we probably would be here for way longer than we have planned. But crazy trade deadline featured probably the biggest trade in MLB history. Um, A lot of questionable moves. A lot of teams got better. It should be Yeah, a lot of teams didn't. It should be a fun second half. Um, Yeah, I mean, let's just dive right into it. Um, I don't know how you want to go about it. Do you want to go kind of by division and just as we go to each team, discuss what they did? Yeah, we could we could just kind of go like what their outlook is. I think that's the best way to go. Just in like mention, you know. Yeah. So we could start with the N or with the AL East. We'll go down that way. We'll start off with the New York Yankees, obviously one of the best teams in the league. Um, they addressed their needs very well, in my opinion. Um, they got Benintendi a little bit earlier, a few days before the deadline. Um, traded some decent prospects, but overall. I want to just get into this for a second. I think the Benintendi move was good for them. I don't think it was great. I don't think Benintendi's like amazing. No, I think he gets a little too much love, not going to lie. Uh, I He just doesn't really have that much pop, and he's kind of streaky at the plate personally. But, I mean, he's a decent uh, defensive center. F- I mean, not center fielder, left fielder. So it's it's all right, I guess. But I don't think it moves the needle as much as people might think. Yeah, and he's... I don't know the exact stat, but I know he was at some point like one for 20 in, in the Yankees uniform. Um, <laughs> so he's been hot, you know, before he was hot before coming to New York. I think he's a really solid player, but it's not it's not groundbreaking in my opinion, but it's still better to have him than Gallo. In, yeah, given yeah. the situation, um, moving on, they did get some pitching help. They needed starting pitching. Um, they got Montas and Lou Trevino. Honestly, I like it. I like it a lot. Montas is a very yeah, solid yeah. pitcher. His ERA against a lot of the good AL teams is like really good. Against the teams that the Yankees get killed by, like the Astros or like someone like the Blue Jays or the Rays, his ERA is pretty good against them. I mean, not much more to say. Um, what are your thoughts? Yeah. I mean, they got Trevino as well for the bullpen, who hasn't been great, but solid. yeah, I. I personally think that that might be the X factor of the deal. Uh, I think Lucevino is going to be so much better than his numbers say. I think the Yankees love pitchers who have that one specialty pitch that just has – it's just an elite pitch, and that's his slider. And I think that they're going to work wonders just in general with him, and he's going to be an X factor for them in the playoffs because he's he's filthy. I think people kind of forget how good he's been in the past. So I'm a big fan of it. I like Frankie Montas a lot. I don't think he's – necessarily like a crazy frontline guy but i think he's definitely gonna help them starting like the third game of a playoff series or something like that so i'm i'm a fan i mean it definitely moves the needle more than the ben attendee move so uh i did see i want to say his stats away from oakland aren't that great but i don't think that matters too much i just wanted to mention it but yeah it's just interesting um i would probably take a further look into like if home runs are affecting that because obviously the Coliseum is a very hitter-friendly park, so yeah, it, it could be keeping in home runs. It could, like Paul Blackburn. I know before today, I was looking into it. 
Um, his ERA at home is eight, and his ERA away is one point seven. It was super weird. It was huh. like yeah, it's it's the opposite. But looking at it, I see it's a lot smaller of a sample. Uh, he only has twenty six innings away from the park, so I'm not going to take that too much into account. So I didn't I didn't see the innings before, so I don't think yeah, that that's matters. fair. Um, a trade that involved my team the Cubs and kind of caught me off guard with Scott Efros. Um, they acquired mm-hmm. him. Um, the big, or it was just a one for one swap with Hayden Wisniewski. Um, I, at first, you know, being a fan of Efros, he's an IU guy. I'm an IU guy. He's nasty. <laughs> I was like, yeah, he has five years of control. And I was like, what are they doing? And then it comes out that we got their number seven prospect who looks pretty good. And when you're, when I looked more into it, I love this deal for both teams. First of all, Scott Efros having a really good year. I think it helps them in the bullpen, especially with the loss of someone like Michael King. Um, Efros is a guy who relies on kind of deception slash sidearm, nasty. Like he's kind of unorthodox. Um, Number seven prospect for a reliever. What did you think about that? I think that's a great move for the Cubs personally. I mean, I know the Yankees, they have a really deep farm. Uh, as they usually always do. So, I mean, the seventh prospect for from a, a good system is really solid. And uh, I think, I mean, the Yankees are just, they're going for it. So I don't necessarily hate it for them either. So sometimes you got to make sacrifices like that if you want to, if you want to put yourself over the top. So I don't, I don't hate it for them. I think Efros is a very solid reliever and he's going to put in some good innings for them, especially in the playoffs. So, because that's obviously what they're looking forward to. I mean, the division's kind of wraps. So, I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't hate it for other side for either side, but I think the Cubs definitely, definitely won the trade at the moment. Yeah, no, I think it is a good move for both teams. Um, the Cubs have been very adamant on adding pitching, as we saw from the draft and um, from some of these trades. So they're really going forward in the pitching department for later years. But um, as they got starting pitching in Montas, they also lost starting pitching in Jordan Montgomery, they traded him for Harrison Bader. That was interesting. Um, in my opinion, I think it's a good trade. Um, it's an interesting one. I know Cardinals fans really disliked the fact of losing Bader. He's one of the best defensive outfielders. Um, he's also a decent hitter, um, super fast, kills the Cubs. So I'm happy, I'm happy he's out of our division. And Montgomery is a guy who he's he's – I'm going to say he's good – the problem with him, he doesn't go deep in games. He's a four-inning, five-inning guy. Yeah. And when you look at, you know, what 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 the Cardinals needed, they needed starting pitching. Jordan Montgomery doesn't hurt, but giving up Harrison Bader, who can come in as a defensive replacement for the Yankees, or he could even start. You can DH Stanton if you need to. That's a really good defensive outfield. So I – I think I like this more for the Yankees, but I don't hate it for the Cardinals. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not really too high on Harrison Bader, especially just him at the plate. I don't, I don't mm-hmm. like his. I mean, if you go to his Savant page, it's it's a lot of blue. But I know his outs above average are always going to be great and stuff like that. So I don't. I mean, they have enough pop in their lineup to probably get by with playing him anyway. And he's, I mean, he it could be worse with him at the plate. So, and it's not like Jordan Montgomery is some crazy, crazy starter. So, 
I don't know. It hasn't really fully digested. I think I have to see how Montgomery does with the Cardinals. Um, but I think I, I understand it from both sides. And I think I would probably favor the Cardinals a little more in this deal just because of the needs that were addressed. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. <clears throat> and then the last move for the Yankees was getting rid of Joey Gallo, sending him to L.A. Uh, for Clayton Beater. I, I love this move for the Dodgers. I love it because Gallo is a guy who I think we both still have faith in. Um, He was excellent last year. I am a huge believer in change of scenery. Um, I think it is a real thing, and I think Gallo could easily make this one of the worst trades um, of the trade deadline just because, like in terms of the other team, I think the Dodgers could easily come out of this trade fleecing the Yankees just – Simply because if Gallo turns it on, he's he's an X factor sometimes, and it's the Dodgers. You don't need to face another good eye. I mean, come on. Yeah, I know they have guys just taking pitches left right, and that's that's annoying to face for sure. But I I definitely agree here. I think Joey Gallo definitely could be an X factor for them. I mean, people have been saying the same kind of thing about Cody Bellinger and stuff like that. Uh, but if the Dodgers are willing to take a risk on Joey Gallo, I mean, I. I think that's that's a good sign just in general, uh, just because, I mean, he's still got it in him. I mean, there's just no way he just forgot how to play baseball or forgot how to hit the ball, you know. It doesn't make mm-hmm. sense. And and I, I don't know if you saw – I mean, you definitely saw it, that interview that he had. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know when the interview took place, but, man, that was sad. I, I think he seems like the mental game uh, kind of messes with him a little bit and more than others. So – just judging off that. Uh, so I, I definitely think a change of scenery could, could work wonders for him. And I mean, if he finds it, good luck. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's not going to be, it's not like he's going to be in a prime part of their lineup. He's going to be like in the seven hole or something like that against righties. So, I mean, it's perfect. I mean, they can platoon him too. So, I mean, I see no reason for this not to work out personally. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I have like he already got a hit in his first game as a Dodger. I have a feeling he's going to turn this around, and I hope he does. Um, yeah. Moving on to the Blue Jays, not much, not much from them. I I thought they were going to go for more. We don't really need to talk about the trade with the Marlins, where they got Zach Pop and Anthony Bass for Groshans. Who I mean, at one point he was like a high-rated prospect. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I guess it makes sense for the Marlins to take a flyer on him, but, like, I don't know. I kind of don't like it for them. I don't know why. Yeah, I mean, those are two solid relievers, and I believe they have some control left, too. But, I mean, I can I can understand it from both mm-hmm. sides. I think the Blue Jays definitely needed that. Their bullpen's a little shaky at times, uh, especially in the middle, the middle of the parts of the game. So, I don't, I don't mind them adding some depth. Uh, so, I mean, they didn't really, they didn't really make too many moves. I would have liked to see them get Syndergaard, uh, that little reunion, but, uh, I, I, they did it. So <laughs> there's not much to really talk about with them. I mean, they've been kind of inconsistent all year, but, uh, I mean, we've seen what the team is capable of, so they just kind of have to turn it on and hope Kikuchi and Barrios can, uh, not suck anymore. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I really expect them to get a starting pitcher. Um, but instead I would say that. I mean, they did get a starting pitch. We'll get to that in a second. But they got Whit Merrifield from the Royals. 
Um, the, Royals, the Royals finally dealt him a few years late, <laughs> um, but sure, I guess. I mean, he's a good. He's good at best. But it doesn't address what they need. You know, yeah, they needed a lefty bat, uh, like other teams that we'll get to. But I, I don't know. I mean, I guess I guess it's fine. I, it adds a little more depth to their bench, at least. Uh, maybe it takes a little bit of time from Biggio, but that's about it. Yeah, and then they got Mitch White from the Dodgers, who has put up a decent year, but again, really, <laughs> like spot so I think, starter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, those he, when you look at stats from a guy like him coming from the Dodgers, the Dodgers obviously made him better than he was. You're seeing this with Tyler Anderson. You're seeing this with Tony Gonsolin. I don't think this is going to be a factor at all, in my opinion. So I don't like what the Blue Jays did at the deadline. I really don't. No, I I felt like they just didn't want to mortgage the future, Mm -hmm. which is, I don't know, maybe they just – they just felt that the Yankees were just so far ahead in the division that they didn't want to they didn't want to fight for a wild card and uh, go buy a bunch of rentals. I don't know if that's what their thought process was or what, but or they just didn't feel too confident in the team this year, uh, enough or confident enough to uh, trade away some of their farm system. But they were pretty pretty stagnant. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Moving on to the Rays, they addressed their outfield need. And they got David Peralta from the Diamondbacks as well as Jose Siri in the three-team trade that included Mancini. They're okay. It's like I mean, Peralta is past his past his prime. He's yeah. nothing, nothing amazing, but he's a solid bat against righties. I don't, I don't hate it. I mean, they're definitely just going to platoon him. I mean, like they always do. They'll they'll find ways to get him solid at bats and good matchups. And then, I mean, same thing with Jose Siri. I mean, what is there to really say about him? He's he's okay, I guess. <laughs> nothing, nothing too needle moving. But they, I mean, no one really expects them to make any splash moves like that either. So, I mean, they'll probably both hit a big home run in the playoffs, and nobody would be surprised. <laughs> yeah, for sure. They were um, kind of <clears throat> thrown in there in the Contreras trades. And yeah. I was just baffled. I'm like, how how are they going to do this? And if, if if we're trading with the Rays, if you ever trade with the Rays, you should come out of it feeling like, uh, I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah. Did they please? <laughs> Is this guy actually bad? I don't know. So, and then I think the biggest move of the the Rays was letting go of Brett Phillips, the heart and soul. That was just Man. I didn't like gutting that. gutting move. <laughs> Have really? a heart. Literally, like some things are bigger than baseball. Brett Phillips is—he's a ray, but um, he's staying with the or he's staying in the division, going to the Orioles. I think the Orioles. I think honestly, once the Orioles get really good, which could be like next year or the year after, if he's mm-hmm. on the team, good for him. Like he's a fun guy to have on a really good team. So I don't I know. If I'm, so. Yeah, I I hope that you know he uh. I'm- he, is- he provides some value. He's like he's a good defender. He has a cannon, and he's and he's a left-handed bat. I mean, he doesn't hit all that well, but and he provides the good vibes. I mean, yeah. I, there's a there's a spot as the fifth outfielder on a team. Oh, absolutely. There's always a spot for him. Um, moving on to the Orioles, traded Mancini uh, to the uh, Astros. They got a plethora of prospects um, from the Astros as well as um, from the Twins for. 
Jorge Lopez. Um, I like the move. I think man, I think the Mancini trade was good, even though it's Mancini, the the face of the team. Mm-hmm. I think it was good for them. Um, he's not. He shouldn't really be a big factor in their future, and they got a ton of prospects. And then Jorge Lopez, kind of just capitalizing on this quote unquote. I want to say random before this year, who was having a yeah. fantastic year. And they got some good prospects for him, too. I think it just makes sense. I like what they did. I like how they didn't go for a wild card spot this year. They're, yeah, they, they're set up so well. Yeah, they didn't have a nearsighted point of view, which is uh, a great move by them. I I would have liked them to get more for Jorge Lopez because I really do believe in his long-term value, uh, especially since he has two more years of control after this. So, I mean... It, I, I understand uh, him kind of having like a flash in the pan season, so you're not going to get maximum what he may be worth uh, if he keeps this up. But, yeah, I mean, moving Mancini was definitely the right thing because, I mean, either way, if they make the playoffs, like what are the odds of them actually doing anything, you know, instead of uh, recouping some, some value for him without letting him walk for nothing or stay in his aging years. I think it, I think that's the right move, especially giving him a chance to win something too. So uh, I yeah. think they, they sent him off the right way. It wasn't, it wasn't a cold ending. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, future's bright over there in Baltimore. Moving on to probably the worst trade deadline in the American League East, the Red Sox. <laughs> I truly... <laughs> Truly do not know what was going on in Boston. Um, Hi, first Boone. of all, they, they trade Christian Vasquez while playing the Astros. And that whole scene was just heartbreaking. You, you know he didn't want to leave. And then they get Tommy Pham, who's a below-average hitter. He has flashes of being good at some points, but that's not doing anything major. They get a guaranteed double play in Eric Hosmer. <laughs> and and then they get Diekman. I mean, they trade Diekman for a felon. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what's going on here? I don't know. Uh, I mean, they were like buy and they were like buying and selling, but like buying all the wrong things and selling. I think I, they got I mean, worse. <laughs> they got worse, but they still bought at the same time, which doesn't make sense. Yeah. I I understand the Hosmer move because they got prospects. They basically paid for prospects, which mm-hmm. is all right. I mean, if you believe in the guys you're getting back, it's worth it because the Padres are paying the contract anyway. So it's like, yeah. sure. But, I mean, at the same time, it's what, Tommy Pham for what? Like, I, I, don't, I don't get it. And then Reese know. McGuire, I mean, he's a solid defensive catcher. I mean, solid, I guess. He's nothing, like, amazing or anything, but uh, he's what you call, like, uh, the catchers with the intangibles in quotations. (laughs) Uh, But uh, I don't know. I don't understand. I think there was still some potential in Diekman. I know he's 35, but he's still a solid lefty reliever. He just, when he gets the ball in the zone, he's he's solid. I don't don't see why he would get rid of him. He still has another year on his deal, too. Um, But... I why not just sell Xander Bogarts if you're gonna sell, you yeah. know? I mean, unless they plan to extend him, but it really hasn't seemed like they haven't talked much about it. I mean, I don't know everything that's going on over there, but it just the the writing on the wall just seems there. 
Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, Maguire's a guy who's good with balls. Sometimes it's a nice <laughs> stroke and can bust it out of the box. So we'll see. <laughs> we'll see how uh, that does. Um, baffling moves over there. Moving on to the American League Central, the Minnesota Twins. Um, as we day. kind of as we kind of go through these teams, we're kind of going to like overlap some of the trades we already discussed. So we'll just go through it kind of quickly. Obviously, they got Jorge Lopez. Fantastic ad for them. Him and Duran are going to be nuts in the back of the bullpen. Um, and then Tyler Malley, they addressed the need getting a starting pitcher. Um, very solid starting pitcher. Well, what do you think of that? That one hurt. Yeah, it really did. Tyler Maley was probably my favorite starting pitcher on the market, just in terms of how much he would cost and the potential upside that he has, because he's been pitching at a hitters friendly ballpark for a long time. And mm-hmm. I, I mean, he's just, he's got a lot of upside. I, I think he, he could kind of break out in a way that Zach Wheeler kind of did when he left the Mets, uh, just, just with the change of scenery kind of thing. And just getting more different advice from a different hit pitching coach and just seeing like hearing different things. I think he's on the verge of a breakthrough, which kind of hurts because he's going to a division rival. Uh, and I think he's going to be a huge, a huge factor for them along with Michael Fulmer too, which mm-hmm. is an underrated move. I think, I think him and Jorge Lopez are going to solidify that bullpen because uh, Tyler Duffy really isn't getting it done along with Caleb Thielbar and uh, other guys like that. I don't really uh, believe in those guys too much. So I think that makes the Twins that much scarier and probably the division favorites uh, clearly now. I mean, if they yeah. weren't before in, in your eyes. but mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm i sorry, man. I rode the White Sox train <laughs> for, for too long. I think I'm hopping off. I think the Twins are going to win this division. They have a, a way better bullpen that, than they had previously. They yeah. got a really good starting pitcher. Their starting rotation isn't fantastic at all, but they have hitters. Yeah, with their lineup smashes, yeah. And now Miranda is starting to go crazy. Like, they have these guys who are – someone is clicking every month, and it's just – it's a scary lineup. It's a very scary lineup, and the bullpen is a huge factor come playoff time. And you get Duran, you get Lopez, you get Fulmer. That's that's not bad. It's not bad at all. No. I mean, I don't think the division is wrapped by any means, but I think they're definitely the favorites. Mm-hmm. I'll say that. Yeah, no, I don't think it's – I think it's going to be a very exciting finish um, to see yeah. who wins that division. Moving on to the Guardians. <laughs> yeah. You could probably move on. <laughs> uh, they what got, are they doing? Why don't they ever they, buy? <laughs> I – I don't know. I I can't explain it. I mean, they were if anything, they almost sold. They almost sold Zach Plesac. So yeah. I mean, it's not like he's crazy. I mean, it's not like he's anything uh, too spectacular. But he's a he's a piece of their the rotation that they were just willing to just sell off. I mean, uh, they have the youngest team in the majors, so maybe they just want to stay the course. And this is just icing on the cake because they know they're going to be even better in a few years. But I mean, you could buy a couple of rentals like you have a solid system it's not like you're you're mortgaging the future too much i i don't know i mean i'm happy personally that they didn't do anything mm-hmm. but i i don't like from an objective perspective i don't i don't see what what's going on i i think 
they I think they traded away Sandy Leone for Ian Hamilton. That's it. <laughs> I think that's oh, literally yeah. their only move. So I mean there's not much to really say besides they're still they're still gonna slap the ball around the park and <laughs> and out hustle everyone. That's, yeah. that's kind of their identity. Yeah. Um moving on to your Chicago White Sox. Surprisingly made one move. Um Deekman yeah. for East McGuire. Yeah, Go which ahead. which was a good move. I mean, sure. I mean, I, I that did, it addressed the need for sure. I mean, Tanner Banks was the only lefty in the pen, so um, I was happy with it. I like Deekman. I wanted them to sign him in the off season, so I was happy with it. I know he's had control issues this year, but uh, most of the time he's been pretty good. It was just a little rough stretch that he had that inflated most of his stats. But um, besides that, I mean. Rick Hahn just went into the trade deadline with a bad plan. Uh, they put all their eggs into a few baskets uh, that didn't work out, and they didn't really have a backup plan. They just kind of got caught with their pants down, and it showed. I mean, he even looked mad at himself in his press conference, and that's inexcusable, honestly. I mean, there's nothing you can really say besides you messed up. I mean, I don't know who exactly they went for and who they struck out on, but there had to have been guys that you – had to fall back on. I don't know what exactly how it played out and who they went after first, but I mean, this is just inexcusable, especially for a team in its window. I mean, there was guys that went for prices that the White Sox could have paid. There, like, there was definitely like, I mean, some of the some of these returns weren't like crazy returns, you know. I mean, Tyler Naquin went and he didn't get he didn't give up anything. They didn't give up like anything crazy for him. I mean. Like, they could have, like, if they, I mean, I would have been kind of mad if they did, but it's not like the Red Sox gave up anything for Tommy Pham. Like, you could have got, you could have acquired an outfielder, like someone who actually knows how to play the outfield besides Gavin Cheats and Andrew Vaughn, you know? Like, I I don't understand. Like, it's not like the Yankees paid up too high for Ben Attendee. Not that I even like him that much either, but, I mean, you could have done something. You could have got Ben Gamble, you know? Like, you literally could have done anything. Like, there's teams just sitting there with prospects or with, like, with players that are just, like, I mean, kind of mediocre, but you could have done something, like, anything. Uh, yeah. Acquire an outfielder, acquire a spot starter starting pitcher instead of having to throw out their Davis Martin, who is in his first major league season and is clearly a quadruple-A starter. I mean, you yeah. could have done something. Just acquire more depth, if anything. Acquire more uh, – acquire a bat for the bench because our bench is horrible. I mean, it's – you could have done something. I mean – I didn't I didn't want them to make any crazy flashy moves and mortgage the future of I mean of what they even have at this point at the farm. So I mean I didn't I didn't want to give up Montgomery or, or Colas or anything like that, but they could have given up prospects in the teens, you know, or something like that, or even a top ten prospect, because it's not like being a top ten prospect in the White Sox system is holding any weight anyway. But <laughs> I mean it's I don't know, it's kind of embarrassing, honestly. Like it just it doesn't really instill any confidence in the players either, because seeing the seeing them make any moves that makes them feel like, I mean, do they even like feel like we can win? <laughs> Honestly, I mean, if yeah. I was a player, that's how I would be thinking. Yeah, it's it's just baffling, given the talent on this team, um, knowing like the injury issues and all that. Robbie Grossman would have been such a great fit. Yeah, even Robbie Grossman. That's what I'm saying. There were so many. Like, I mean, average players, if you could even call them that, mm -hmm. uh, that, that were out there and that could have been acquired for not much at all. I mean, even yeah. maybe even cast considerations. Like, I don't I don't get it. Uh, 
I mean, I understand the point of the team. I mean, you kind of have to rely on the players that are there to step up for the team to even have a shot anyway. But at the same time, you can still supplement the depth. It's it's not that – I mean, obviously being a GM is hard, but it's not that hard to just go out and acquire guys that may not play every day but will be around uh, for either a platoon situation or if a guy goes down with injury instead of having to play at a mingle every day. You know, I, I don't know. I just – I don't get it. It's it's really demoralizing, though, for sure. Uh, I I think it still comes down to the players they have on the roster now. I think most of the most of the positions and the rotation is solidified. I think it just comes down to the players they have. But it would have been nice to see some more depth added. Yeah, it hurts not only on the basis where you expected more. You're a contending team. You want to get players. It hurts because the Twins just blew everyone in the division out um, in terms of the trade yeah. deadline. Like, they really capitalized. And the Sox could easily win this division. Like, I don't – it's not out of the realm of possibilities at all, but the Twins just made it that much more difficult. And by doing nothing, basically, Diekman's fine. Yeah, whatever. But by doing nothing, like like you said, you're in your window. Like, how many more years do you have? Like, you never really know with a baseball team. Yeah. Like you're ta- and, like you're talking to the guy who thought he was going to have a 10-year dynasty with these guys and then last year they sold them all off. Like you got to take advantage. At best, it's 2025 at best. Just because of that's when the contracts really line up to everyone expiring all around the same time. I mean, you'll have a couple guys still, but that's by that'll be by the time 80% of the roster will be a free agent. So, it it kind of comes down to you got to kind of win by then unless you have some great a couple drafts and guys come up super quickly or the international signing period goes amazing or something like that and you can you can make some deals and swindle some guys but besides that it's it's coming up like it's 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 coming up a lot quicker than people think yeah so i don't know what they were doing we'll yeah. see we'll see if he made if Rick Hahn made the right move but we'll see We'll be seeing. I don't. I think that's already a conclusion that he didn't. But yeah, it's, it's yeah. all right. I mean, there's nothing you could do about it now. Yeah, moving on to the Tigers, they basically just traded Robbie Grossman and Michael Fulmer. I don't. I like the moves. I don't like how they didn't sell more though. I think they could have yeah. traded Chafin. I think they could have traded Soto. Soto would have commanded a decent return. Yeah, uh, I saw a quote from an anonymous GM where it said that uh, the Tigers were treating him like he was prime or oldest Chapman. Literally. Like, from what they wanted from him. Literally. I mean, if that's, the, if that's the case, I mean, Al Avila is lost. <laughs> I mean, I know Tigers fans already hate him, but what are you doing? Like, I, <laughs> I don't understand. Chafin especially, like, why, what's going on? Like, what, what are you thinking? Like, why is he not a commodity on the market? It makes no sense, but whatever. There was literally no lefty relievers on the market. Like, do you know how much, like, yeah. I don't know. Besides Josh Hader, obviously, but that was kind of just an out-of-nowhere move. Yeah. um, The Tigers, one of the most disappointing teams of the year for sure, and whatever. I don't want to talk about them anymore. Um, Last <laughs> team in the Central was the Royals. They sold a lot, which is good. They sold Benintendi. Uh, they sold Merrifield. They sold Carlos Santana earlier. 
um, before the trade deadline. Cam Gallagher. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I I like it because they got a lot of pitching prospects, which is what they need. Their pitching, their prospect farm in terms of pitching was so bad. At least they have depth. Um, it's it's yeah. crazy. I mean, like the 2018 draft or 2019 draft, I don't remember which one, the one they took Brady Singer in. They drafted like a few pitchers consecutively, and none of them really ever panned out besides Brady. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, I don't know. They just had trouble developing pitching lately and it seems to be a constant issue for them, but I'm glad they sold like for their sake, but uh, it felt like a little late, like they, they could have yeah. been a last year thing and they could have gotten much more, but I mean, it wasn't groundbreaking. It wasn't like they sold. It wasn't like, we'll get to the reds in a little bit. It wasn't like the reds were like, you're like, Oh, this team could be scary in like three years. Yeah. It was like, they, they did what they needed to do. It just wasn't great. Um, yeah. Eh, whatever. Moving on, and we'll go through these more a little bit quicker, um, just so it's not too long. The Astros, um, they get Mancini, and they trade Odorizzi for Will Smith, and also acquire Christian Vasquez. Those were kind of the big moves. Um, Vasquez, I like good catcher. They have Maldonado, who's not a really good catcher in terms of hitting, so they get to kind of pick and choose where they want to excel. Um, and Vasquez is, is fine defensively too. Mancini, yeah. good hitter, can't complain there. And then um, they got Will Smith, who addresses a need in a bullpen. He's not great, but Odorizzi didn't really have a spot. Um, and he's overall, not good anyway. Yeah. I mean, they didn't make a huge splash, but they got solid people. I yeah, like. I think true. I think Mancini makes a much bigger difference, especially with the down year Guriel's having. So mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, we don't really need to talk about them because they're going to win the division. Um, yeah. Moving on to the Mariners, Luis Castillo. They gave up a haul for him, but they got Luis Castillo and um, Matthew Boyd and Jake Lamb. But Luis Castillo, they gave up a haul. Like I said, Noel Vimorte obviously being the headliner. I love how they're going for it. That was a great addition. Yeah, I mean, you got to do what you got to do. I mean, this is this is the kind of peak year that they could do something. Uh, I think they their window is going to be open for, I'd say, another year also. But I think why not just go for it? All it takes is the playoffs are a crapshoot. So all it takes is just a little hot stretch and they could easily make it. I mean, they have all the pieces. I think their lineup mashes. So uh, I'm a fan of it. I, I think I think they got a they got a shot to really contend now, especially yeah. with Castillo. And I think the move surprised a lot of people, including myself. I didn't really think of the Mariners of being a suitor for such a high value pitcher props to them and Castillo went out and dominated the Yankees in his debut so good for him Mm -hmm. um the Rangers all they did was trade Matt Bush to the Brewers I don't this team is just uh, it's not so unappealing I don't really even want to talk about them no they should have sold more Mm -hmm. like I, I don't understand why is Matt Moore still on your team even Martin Perez he's having a great year but he's never going to be any better than this. Probably never going to be as good as this either. So I don't, I don't get it. I mean, yeah. I know I know you just spent all that money in the offseason, but got to supplement the team eventually. Yeah, absolutely. Um, The Angels sold Brandon Marsh, which was actually surprising. The Phillies got him. Uh, Iglesias to the Braves uh, sold Syndergaard to the Phillies. I mean, has there ever – has there been a more disappointing team in recent memory? We were talking about this team easily coming in second place 
either second or third with a good chance to win the wild card. They're one of the worst teams in baseball. Yeah. It the only the only more disappointing team or around the same disappointing team would be <laughs> recent Phillies teams or recent Mets teams. <laughs> yeah. Like honestly. But maybe like, the Yankees last year without the win streak. <laughs> a lot of it is like when you talk about the Mets to it. I mean, injuries played a factor. Like the like I know people are getting injured for the Angels too. Anyways, they suck. Uh, Brandon Marsh, I think, is a good add for the Phillies. They needed a center fielder. He's a guy I think we both have faith in to be a solid player. I like him um, a lot. Yeah, he's he's good. Um, Iglesias to the Braves, as if the Braves needed another bullpen arm. That's just a big add for them. Yeah, he. I mean, I mean, I'm a huge fan of Rizal Iglesias, so I didn't th- I didn't really consider him being a guy that could be moved. Honestly, yep. uh, that kind of came it came with the buzzer too. It, it just. Mm-hmm. I was so I was so out of it at that point. I really didn't even like acknowledge the move. But now that it's set in, it's a great move. I mean, him and Kenley in the back end is pretty pretty nasty. Yeah, and then Syndergaard to the Phillies. Um, I, I don't mind. I I I'm a Noah Syndergaard lover. Enjoyer. I love him. <laughs> I'm a common Noah Syndergaard enjoyer. He pitched today as well for the Phillies. He didn't look great. I don't know if I'm. I don't know if I have faith in him to return to old Syndergaard. I think he'll always be like okay. Like he'll have good starts, bad starts. It's a good move. They needed a pitcher, but I'm kind of sad because I don't have faith in Syndergaard like I once did. Yeah, his K's are down and the velocity just isn't the same as it used to be. It's it sucks. I mean, injuries really kind of derailed his prime, and I mean, I think he's. He's more than capable of being a solid starter, but I don't think he's a, a frontline guy, and I don't think he's ever going to get back to it, which kind of sucks. But I think this is needed for the Phillies, personally. Um, it, it's kind of weird seeing him in that uniform, though. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, they, they addressed yeah. some of their needs, which was good for them. I still think – I don't think they're going to make the wild card. Um, at best, the third. Um, yeah. But yeah. Uh, it's – yeah, whatever. Um, and then Oakland A's obviously gave up Montas and uh, Trevino. That was basically the uh, the only thing. I expected them to sell more. I expected maybe Murphy. I expected maybe Loriano to be on the move. Blackburn. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Maybe even a Seth Brown mm-hmm. for a left-handed bat. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I don't – not sure what their end goal is here. Oh, I don't think anybody does with this team, so we're just gonna. <laughs> I mean, they're never gonna spend more than five million dollars on a on a player yeah. at a time. So yeah, it's it's tough. Until they move, they shouldn't even be talked about. Um, they should be in Vegas by now. But yeah, <laughs> I hope so. I hope it comes. I hope it comes. That would be cool. Um, moving on to the National League East, the New York Mets probably did a little bit less than what people expected, including myself. They were heavy in Contreras talks. They ended up getting someone like Darren Ruff, Vogelbach, Vogelbach for like a, just DH, Tyler Naquin, and then Michael Givens. Little bits and pieces. Do you like that strategy, or would you have wanted yeah. them to kind of go all in? I like it a lot, actually. Uh, I think they have the core players that you kind of need to make a championship run, especially with the pitching side. But I, I don't mind them going for a couple of platoon bats. I really think that helps them a lot and just helps you deepens your bench. And in the playoffs, mm-hmm. your bench matters more than ever. And 
uh, just just to have guys to come off the bench for pinch hitting opportunities against relievers and stuff like that. I think that works wonders, and I I don't mind a guy like Daniel Vogelbach or Tyler Naquin because they mash righties and Darren Ruff mashes lefties. So it's, I mean, it, uh, they did pretty well in my opinion. I, I I'm a fan. Yeah, I expected a bigger move, but I mean, it's funny. Givens has given up. He gave up five runs in his first start. Um, <laughs> or his first relief appearance uh, from the Cubs. So that was a little sad, but I think he's still going to be good for them. <laughs> I guess you could say he's been given up rounds. Yeah, and the Mets <laughs> have given us another prospect and a potential fleece. We'll see. Um, <laughs> appreciate PCA from you guys. That was awesome. Um, moving on to the Braves. We talked about them, basically. Um, yeah, I'm just brushing over the moves. We already talked about most of it in Glaciers we both loved. Grossman, NLCS, potential World Series MVP. We, we already know it's going to happen. Um, <laughs> He's yeah. at least going to draw like five walks in the series. So, Yeah, and then Odorizzi, someone who can just give you innings. They're not asking for a ton. Will Smith didn't really have a place anymore, and he was struggling a little bit, so I don't mind it. Yeah. Overall, oh, they also extended Austin Riley during the deadline. So Yeah, it went super under the radar. Yeah, I yeah. think the Braves did a great job. Just they just love extending players early. <laughs> Dude, their whole infield is extended basically. Yeah, along with Acuna, so yeah, sucks because they're gonna be good forever. <laughs> but yeah, for real. Um, we talked about the Phillies. Syndergaard fit their need. They got Brandon Marsh. I actually like that deal a lot. David Robertson, another guy they got. I do like. That trade for them. Um, Robertson's been lights out. They needed a guy like him. And the Cubs got Ben Brown, who I've kind of looked into a little bit. I like the return. How much more can you ask for for like a 37-year-old closer who's having a breakout year again? Like, good for both teams. Any thoughts? Yeah, I I like it. Um, I mean, I I see no reason uh, not to like it for both sides, honestly. I think think the, the Phillies got what they needed, and... The Cubs are just recoup. I mean, just acquiring as many young players as they can, and I see no reason not to throw darts at guys like that with potential. So they did get Edmundo Sosa as well. Um, oh, yeah, it's kind of a depth piece. I don't know. I don't think he's going to be playing consistently. Okay. Uh, cool. <laughs> I mean, now that the Phillies released Didi, maybe. Oh yeah, that's true. They did just release him. Poor guy, man. Poor guy. He sucks, but I kind of like him. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But moving on to the Miami Marlins. Again, just traded Zach Pop and Anthony Bass for Groshans. I mean, uh, I don't know what they could have done. Maybe moved Pablo Lopez. Um, I don't blame them for not. Yeah, I, I don't either, but it's whatever. I mean, nothing yeah. ground earth shattering coming from the Marlins. Yeah. Um, the Nationals. <laughs> they I mean, moved Josh Bell <laughs> <laughs> and Juan Soto. They're finally building around Nelson Cruz. <laughs> this is tough to lose those guys. Like, this team is terrible. Um, <laughs> when you trade a player like Juan Soto, especially when packaging with Josh Bell, you're never going to win the trade, right? 
But looking at it, they got a freaking haul of yeah, really, no, I don't really hate good. it at all. Yeah, it's. I mean, I'm I'm a CJ Abrams enjoyer, so of course I, I'm a huge fan of what they got back personally. I mean. I, I don't know. I, I think Mackenzie Gore is also going to be a frontline guy eventually, and I, I love his stuff so much, especially being a lefty starter too. But, uh, I I mean, I don't think they could have done any better than this. I, I know they wanted some major league talent, but I think this fits their window even better. And they just got so much upside from these guys. And, I mean, they just kind of rebuilt their whole farm system in one trade. I know they gave up Juan Soto, but if you weren't going to pay him, you might as well do it now and – maximizes value and i don't i don't see any way they didn't do that yeah yeah there's a a lot of big names in terms of prospects here obviously like robert hassel people are super high on him people are saying james wood's ceiling could be aaron judge even though he's like raw talent right now these are the types of guys like it's a, it's the biggest haul in history and yeah i love it I love that it happened. I really thought he was going to stay with the Nationals, and I didn't want that to happen. I think this is awesome. Um, and then they got Luke Voigt as well. <laughs> How much do you think he hates Hosmer? <laughs> I mean, I'd be pissed. I'd be so <laughs> mad. You just <laughs> – I I mean, like, I don't blame Hosmer either. I wouldn't want to go there, but, hmm. like, fuck. <laughs> like, you don't want to. You don't want to go to Washington after all that. <laughs> Literally, like you know, your team is like one of the better teams in the league now. You get Juan Soto, and you're on the Nationals because someone else didn't want to go. Did you think that Hosmer was going to potentially like block a deal from happening at all? Like he blocked. He obviously blocked it from happening. But do you think he he there was a chance he was the reason the Padres didn't get Soto? Honestly, I wouldn't have been surprised. Yeah, I think if he was willing to decline one first, I I I saw no limit on him just being like, no, screw you guys, like I, I'm still here, like you're gonna have to release me and pay me all my money, like yeah. uh, it, it just felt like that at some point. I mean, uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm happy he finally got dealt. I I feel like they've been trying to do that since the day he signed it, but I don't know. Yeah, I uh, <laughs> I love the trade for both sides personally. I mean, yeah. I don't think I don't know who anyone who doesn't, honestly. But yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, moving on, to the Brewers very confusing, very confusing. You're talking about a team who was in first place in their division, and they sell off. I still think the best closer in baseball. I don't care about the little rough patch. It's Agreed. Josh Hader. Yeah. They got Taylor Rogers, who has been struggling mightily. I think he's still a decent bullpen arm. They got Denelson Lamette for what two hours, three hours, <laughs> and then just I don't, I don't understand, but yeah, just DFA'd him, and then they got some other prospects. Gasser's not bad, and Ruiz. They also got Matt Bush, and then acquired Trevor Trevor Rosenthal from the Giants. Never How does it make them better? <laughs> yeah, I I don't think they are better. I, I mean, they added a little more depth as far as relief arms go, but. They also blown two leads quality in the last two yeah. days with Devin Williams. Yeah, I mean Devin Williams has never closed before. I mean, I know that. I think that's a little overrated. Uh, oh yeah, I think he's a. I think he's a doable closer. No, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. 
by by no means am I saying he isn't, but I I think it might take him a little bit to adjust. But I I don't get it. Like what what's what what's the issue? Like your window your window's open now. You're you're going to be a playoff team most likely, I think. And I just don't I don't get it. I I know he's been floated around in trade talks in years past too, and I just don't understand. I don't know why you don't just pay a guy like that and just keep him as your closer until he fizzles out. He's still yeah. young. Uh, he he has rough stretches, but what reliever doesn't? And uh, I I don't understand. I, I think I think they made a a vast mistake. I actually think they're not going to make the playoffs. Um, I've had St. Louis winning the division the whole time. I uh-huh. think St. Louis does. I don't see how the Brewers beat out the Mets or the Braves, whoever loses, whoever doesn't yeah, come in first place, yeah, no and then the Padres. And then, honestly, like the Phillies might sneak in here somehow. I I think that, this Brewers team isn't great. I mean, I thought with Hayter they would. I thought they would make the third spot. But now, I I don't know. <laughs> uh, it's, it's probably going to be tough because the Phillies got better and the Brewers didn't. So, yeah. It's like they they sold while in first place. It was so odd. They needed a bet so bad. They needed a big bet. And nothing. Yeah. Absolutely nothing. So that felt like a team that might get Ben Attendee, but obviously yeah. not. But yeah, it's whatever. The Cardinals um get Quintana, obviously. Um and then they also got Jordan Montgomery. It's basically the big moves for them. Just two solid starting pitchers. Two lefty soft tossers, nothing major. They just um, love that. They, they do love it so much. Uh, they do. <laughs> last year with J.A. Happ and John Lester, they, had the, <laughs> they pressed the upgrade button and did yeah. a little better this year. But I mean, come on, like <laughs> I guess. I mean, it's it's good move. It's typical Cardinals though. Never any flashy moves at the deadline, but almost rock solid. They were they were obviously heavy favorites or not heavy favorites. They were heavy front runners or in the top two to three conversation for Juan Soto. That would have been, that would have crushed me, but um, they had the warmest seat at the table. Yeah. (laughs) Seat at the table merchants. The Cardinals are, (laughs) Um, but yeah. Okay. Moves. It was fine. They got better, but I think they're still a good team. Uh, So I think they're going to win the division. One more thing on them. If they didn't get Juan Soto because they didn't want to give up Dylan Carlson, I would never be able to let that go if I was a Cardinals fan. I think so. What I've been reading is the Nationals wanted like Carlson. They wanted like major league ready talent, including Carlson and their top prospects like um, big like Jordan Walker, literally Jordan Walker, maybe like Libertor, Palante or one of whatever. From what I read, the Nationals were like, I mean, the Cardinals were like, you're either getting one or the other. You're not getting both. Not in terms of like you're getting Car- like just Carlson for Soto, but like it would be Carlson and lesser prospects. Mm-hmm. I understand how they would be kind of cautious to trade away some of these guys. Dylan Carlson is impressive for his age. And someone like, like Nolan, Nolan Gorman, I'm kind of scared of. He's He looks good. Um, so I could see trading away all those guys could be a little, eh, could give you a little, make you worry some, but at the end of the day, yeah, it's Juan Soto, but thank God he didn't come in my division because holy, holy cow. I mean, I would have been furious. (laughs) 
Um, moving on to the Reds, I think had one of the better traded lines out of all the teams. Um, got a haul for Castillo. Got rid of Drury. Got a, got a decent amount for him. <laughs> traded Tommy Pham, as we talked about earlier, and Tyler Malley. They did a very good job of selling. They yeah. got a haul. I think, I mean, it should be just a fact. They have like a top three farm now, and they're going to be crazy. Yeah, that's textbook textbook selling. They they capitalized on guys' values and didn't didn't settle. I guess. Um, I I I mean, credit to them. I, uh, I'm extremely satisfied. If I'm a Reds fan, I I I see no reason not to be and. Uh, they have an exciting future. I mean, I saw that tweet with all their top 100 prospects, and it's scary. Yeah, very scary. Um, and I think Marte hit two home runs in his first game with the Reds organization in Triple A. They signed him to Double A. I think it was Double A. Yeah. Okay. So when he comes up, it's gonna him and him and De La Cruz are gonna be scary. But mm-hmm. um, the coveted conversation. <laughs> That has spanned days, weeks, months, years. My Chicago Cubs. <laughs> we got Zach you don't McKinstry. Want to talk about the Pirates? Oh, they're coming. They're coming out. <laughs> uh, Zach McKinstry for Chris Martin. Sure. Cool. I don't really have anything to say. Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> Great move. Scott F. Ross. We already talked about that. I like that move. David Robertson, we already talked that. I like that move. We traded Dixon Machado to the Giants. That was tough. No, I don't really even care for him. And then Michael Givens. Cool. Um, it was fine. I'm glad they moved like the guys like that. I, I don't I don't understand when teams hold on to them. I honestly think they I was kind of surprised they didn't move Smiley. He seemed like because he's been good. Yeah, that was surprising. I mean, I'm sure someone would have accepted him. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. It's. I mean, that's that's just nitpicking at this point, though. I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's more about what they didn't do, isn't it? <laughs> so, you tell me. So they still have superstars: Wilson Contreras and Ian Happ. <laughs> <laughs> um. We've already talked about this off camera. I don't want to go into that whole conversation again, but we can both kind of give our thoughts. Um, Basically, my thought is I wasn't against moving. So first of all, I just want to get Ian Happ out of the way because most of this is going to be on Contreras. I think we agree on Ian. Yeah. He has another year of control. If the price wasn't there, the price wasn't there. Move on, right? Yeah, that's fine. Contreras, I would have – so. Obviously, as a fan, I didn't want him to leave, but if the return was good enough, I would have it. I would have been fine. Like I was, ex- dude. The whole league was expecting him to move. I thought it was like a hundred percent. I like it was so surprising when he didn't get moved. So, a lot of people have been questioning that move, and just my thinking is coming from you know a a front office that wanted to move this guy since April, like we've been hearing the offers just, they had to have been shit. They had to have been terrible for him to not move him. 
And now that we have him again, I think it just makes the likelihood of an extension more possible. And even if not, I mean, to kind of be like, maybe we'll just take the the pick. These offers had to have been really bad, you would think. I don't know. <laughs> that's that's the whole issue with the thing is just we don't know. Yeah. We don't know if they decided just to sit on their hands and uh, hold out for a better offer and they just never got it or if they uh, – I mean, we just don't know. Like yeah. <laughs> at the same time, it I think it was just the right move to move him. Um, but if they do have some sort of plan to extend him, then I guess I can understand. But at the same time, what kind of price tag is he going to hold after this year especially and how much do you want to pay a catcher at that age? So – it just really comes down to how much you value his leadership and his experience and uh, how much he's going to mentor younger players and stuff like that. I mean, I, I understand uh, Cubs fans not wanting him to leave because if I was a Cubs fan, I probably wouldn't want him to leave either. But I I see, I understand. But at the same time, if the package was anything serviceable, I would have accepted it. It's just it's just hard to play the hypothetical game without knowing exactly what they were being offered. Because yeah. I personally I said this before, but I I just find it hard to believe that nobody was willing to offer somebody with the solid farm system was willing to offer like a top like like their seven to ten prospect and then maybe like someone in the teens. Like I feel like that was that was doable for someone because it's I mean, that doesn't seem like such a hefty price tag to pay for a rental, but especially if his caliber. But, I mean, we don't really know uh, what kind of market he had. I mean, it definitely seems like it didn't materialize as much as both of us thought, but it's it's interesting. I wonder what teams actually made an offer. I'm, I'm yeah. actually curious to see if a team like the Rays or the Mets actually offered anything. But, yeah, I um, mean, Go ahead. I, I just I, I want to wait to the offseason to really make a judgment on how I feel like officially. Yeah, it, it really all depends on what happens after this year. If they let him go, it's an L regardless. It's a it's a mistake. Yeah. But if they can extend him for a good price, a fair price, I'm I'm down with it as a Cubs fan. More and, power to him, if so. Yeah. Yeah. And I've been thinking a little bit about this. We kind of like I'm willing Let's say you compare paying Contreras a certain amount of money and his output is a little bit less than, let's say, what you would have gotten from like a draft pick in terms of like value. Even if the right move in hindsight was we should have done this, if it's only by like a little bit, I am perfectly fine with keeping him and getting the quote unquote less value because it's him. It's like, it's, it's so different. Like it's not just a good player. It's kind of like, he's literally the heart of the team. And unless like he bats 200 or something for the next five years and he, or he's asking for like 250 million. I think if it's, (laughs) I think if it's reasonable, I'm fine with, in hindsight, let's say in three years saying uh, that guy we would have gotten is better, but only by like a little bit. Like, I'm fine with I'm fine with that just because it's him. Um, 
But yeah, I, I don't know. Do details like that usually come out? Like, are we going to know what was offered? Or, no. Because like, we know who inquired, but any team should have inquired on him just to see the price. So it's really yeah, going to no. be a what-if game, honestly. It's, I, I think I think the most important thing to judge was uh, is whether or not they re-sign him and just take the draft pick. Mm-hmm. Because if they don't re-sign him at all and just take the draft pick, then, I mean, they could have got something better than what the draft pick is equivalent to. There's just no doubt. But so you said earlier that you don't think it's likely they extend them or extend him. If you think they know it's not likely to extend him, don't you think they're smart enough to realize like that return's going to be better than the draft pick? Or do you think these, these offers are literal garbage? We would rather take the draft pick. I mean, it's it's kind of tough. It's to hard know, to believe. Honestly. It's hard to believe. Yeah, that they're, that it's they're, hard to believe. But I've seen I've seen organizations do some very stupid things, like not mm-hmm. not give Carlos Rodon the qualifying offer. So, so I, I I don't know. There's <laughs> there's maybe there's he just takes the qualifying things. offer. He obviously loves to be here. You never know. <sighs> do you want that though? I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I don't think you would want like, I I don't think that's the right like that's that's not a good thing, honestly, because yeah. he's on a one year deal, you don't get anything for him, and the qualifying offer is likely going away, so, you I guess you could trade him at the deadline if you guys aren't good again, but, I I don't know I, <laughs> it's that's that's an interesting scenario I guess, but I feel like he would he would get a long term offer from someone it might not be as as much as the 18 million, but it still it still provides more security, and especially since catchers fall off cliffs sometimes, I feel like he would probably take take 15 million a year for three or four years instead of taking 18 for one. But yeah, I'm not sure what's going on. Uh, is what his mindset is. Yeah, uh, moving on to the Pirates just because we're going a little long here. Uh, they traded Quintana. Uh, they traded Vogel back. Basically, it. We already talked about those trades. I think it's fine for the Pirates, too. Those guys didn't really have a a, a fit in the future. Good for them yeah. for picking up Quintana and turning him into a decent pitcher again. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, pitching factory. Garrett yeah. Cole, Jose Quintana, yeah. <laughs> Joe Musker, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I got really nothing to say about any of that. Good, good on them for not holding on to expiring players for no reason. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Moving on to the NL West to wrap up, uh, the Los Angeles Dodgers didn't make a big move. Um, we kind I kind of thought they were going to make some sort of big move. Obviously, they got Chris Martin, Gallo. That was about it. Yeah, so, I I don't think hmm. they needed to, but I definitely saw Frankie Montas in their future. But yep. I was incorrect. But I mean, I don't I don't mind it. I mean, it's not like. They're lacking depth or talent, so they just kind of stand pat and stay the favorites. <laughs> yeah, nothing else to say. I mean, yeah, they're still the best team in the league, probably, at least in the National League. Um, yeah. San Diego Padres uh, made some moves. <laughs> subtle moves, subtle moves. They are... Amazing. 
Man, I I used to I was I was a bitter White Sox fan and I would always root against them just because they had Machado and Tatis, but I can't do that anymore. I, I cave. Like I, I like the Padres. <laughs> I'm so happy because I'm jealous of the Padres. Yeah, I I because obviously as you know, I predicted them to win the World Series. So yeah, it's not like a bandwagon thing if I root for them because mm-hmm. I actually predicted that they would. So you I have, have a to rooting root for them. interest. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I already liked a lot of their players. This just this is awesome to watch. They were fun to watch. Um, yesterday, today a little bit of a down game, but it's baseball. It happens. They're gonna be fun. Yeah. To summarize, if you don't know. Traded their whole farm for Soto and Josh Bell. Good on them. Got the best closer in the league, Josh Hader, for peanuts. Probably will turn out to be peanuts. Um, that move surprised the hell out of me. Like, I just I woke up to it. I want to say. Mm-hmm. And it was yeah. It was early, and yeah, Josh Hader, like holy, like God, it's crazy. It's crazy. Um. <laughs> They get rid of they get rid of Hosmer, which is a win. Like that's just a win. It's a net gain by losing something. Literally, Um, and then they just get Brandon Drury, who mashes lefties, had a grand slam in his debut. He's a really solid hitter this year. He plays all through the diamond. Yeah, he's one through one through like eight, like maybe not Trent Grisham. Maybe not Alfaro or Nola, but like Jerks and Profar's having a really good year. Like their whole lineup, top to bottom, is just good. I just can't stand Jerks and Profar. <laughs> I don't know what it is. You made us wait this long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, such an impressive organization. Just to stockpile that many prospects and to even have the ammo to go out and get guys like that. It's impressive. I mean, they they acquire so much so much young talent so much so much promise, and they they have enough to just unload it like that and still have guys in the system like they still have Campusano, who mm-hmm. who is waiting in the wings to take over the catcher position. So, it's I mean good on them. Uh, they didn't even give up Morejon, who was rumored mm-hmm. also, but I mean they they still they still have plenty of guys down there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I love them. This uh, I love yeah. their chances to win the World Series even more. Obviously, I think they have a legitimate shot. And I think everyone thinks that now. It's not like a hot take or anything, but I'd put them the I'd put them the third third best team in the NL right now. If if Degrom and Scherzer, are, I'm obviously assuming they're healthy. That's why. That's why I put the Mets ahead but, of them, just because of that. The Padres hitting might be better. I think Back so. Extra in a healthy Tatis. But just looking at that playoff rotation, it's just it's scary. The first two games almost feel like a lock. <laughs> yeah. That's tough. But yeah, and Edwin Diaz might be the best closer in baseball this year. So I think yeah. No, I would agree. I would agree with that. Yeah. Um I kind of just want to skip over the Giants because they didn't make any big moves. The only thing I want to talk about real quick. Is do you think they should have sold someone like Jack Peterson or Rodon? Yeah, I do. Because yeah. they're not they're not going to make a splash, in my opinion, mm-hmm. uh this year. So why not sell off Jock and Rodon? Because Rodon's opting out. I mean, as long as he doesn't get hurt by the end of the year, he's opting out. 
he's yeah. he's gonna get a mega deal. Not a mega deal like Garrett Cole level or anything like that, but he's getting a hundred plus. So mm. I I I don't get it. I mean he they could have got a haul for Rodon, especially. I they could have not rebuilt their farm because they already have a solid farm, but I I think they definitely could have helped themselves for the future and they should have had more of a forward thinking way of yeah. thinking. But yeah, I personally think they have zero chance to make the playoffs, so they should have just gone on and sold those guys. Quickly, the Diamondbacks just traded David Peralta, basically, and Luke Weaver, <laughs> um, who was in the Goldschmidt deal. <laughs> but um, I think they should have maybe sold like someone like Christian Walker, capitalized on his success. Or Joe Mantiply. Yeah, like, do you think even like – a playoff team would want bum mad bum just because of the experience. The issue is the contract. So if they ate the contract and sold them off, I think they could have gotten something, but I don't know if they would want to do that. That's the issue. Some teams would rather just hold on the player than, yeah. than do that. And then to finish the Rockies, I wish I had a trade for you, but none happened. I hate this organization. <laughs> the only thing I, they did, it makes me so mad. The only thing they did was extend the guy I thought they should have traded a hundred percent. Was it two Kyle years to Daniel Bard? Nineteen million. Oh, that's what it was. That's what it was. I don't know why I thought it was Kyle Freeland. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't get it. Uh, I <laughs> what? I feel like Herman Marquez is just being held at gunpoint to that organization. I know he's not having the greatest of years, but he should have been traded like three years ago it's it's, this team isn't going anywhere at any time chris bryant legitimately said i don't want to win anymore give me all the money and good on him but at some point at some point 90 plus losses every year has got to take in a a mental toll maybe not when you're making 200 million but (laughs) He's gonna keep drinking his Red Bull and and just then put his feet up every day, yeah. <laughs> with his 800 OPS and just be like, I'm doing my part. <laughs> and 25 games played, just can't stay healthy anymore. <laughs> apparently, I don't um, think he has a home run at Coors yet, which is funny. But yeah, uh, he mo- he might have gotten one when he returned. Actually, no, I I remember he hit a couple in Arizona. I don't think he has one in Coors yeah, either. Because when they when they played the Sox, they were talking about it on the broadcast. He doesn't have one at Coors yet. I don't think he's done it since. So it's funny. But that was all the free agent deadline or all the trade deadline stuff that happened. Real quick, we'll just after because no moves can be made basically now. We'll just go through each division and just say who we think is going to win it. Um. So I'll go. We'll actually just go division by division. NL East, Yankees, Mets. Oh. I mean, I mean, AL East. My bad. My bad. AL East, <laughs> Mets. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> let's. I mean, Yankees. <laughs> Yankees. Um, AL Central. I'm gonna go Twins now. I'm assuming you're gonna hold faithful. Yeah, I mean, come on. You yeah, have to. White Sox. I can't. Yeah. I can't say like, come on. What kind yeah. of fan am oh, I? I know. I know. Um, NL. I mean, AL West. Obviously. Astros, um, yeah, Astros, maybe. Um, NL <laughs> East, I'm gonna go the Mets as well. Um, I agreed by how many games? I'm gonna say like two. I think it's gonna be close. 
I'll go one and a half, but I was thinking two. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, I know Central. I'm still riding with the Cardinals. Wait, one and a half wouldn't make sense, so I'll just go one. <laughs> uh, NL Central, what do you got? Cardinals. I think Cardinals comfortably. I think by like – I'll go six games. Yeah, I was going to say six plus. <laughs> I think <laughs> I think the Brewers really just – Throw away their chances, but yeah. And then NL West. I think that hurts the, the clubhouse too. But yeah, Dodgers. Yeah. yeah, Dodgers for NL West. Um, I guess we can just go through real quick because obviously a lot of those were gi- were gimmies, but just the wild card teams. Who do you have for your three AL wild card teams? Rays, Blue Jays, and I'm gonna go Mariners. Uh, no particular order, but if I had to do one, I would do uh, Rays, Mariners, and then Blue Jays. I think I agree. Um, I just want to check records real quick. You know what? That's a little bit of a chalk pick by me, but I'm gonna just kind of how I feel. I'm gonna go with Toronto, Seattle. Are you gonna Are you gonna put Cleveland in there? I'm going to put the White Sox in there. Oh, wow, okay. I mean, I'll, I'll accept that. <laughs> they might have a chance. If they don't win the division, they still might have a chance to make the wild card, depending on how the records line up. I do I don't the White Sox aren't a bad team. They'll they'll be close regardless. I'm taking the probability of them getting their getting themselves in as opposed to not. They're one like seven in a row from being like very, very much in contention, like yeah. heavily. Yeah. Seven in a row though is not an easy feat, but <laughs> no, 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 no. But they, they haven't done it once all year. You would think a team with that talent is due for some sort of winning streak. I feel like it's been win loss, win loss the whole year. So yeah. And then NL, I'm gonna go either I guess I said Mets are gonna win it. So I'm gonna go Braves, Padres. I'm going Phillies. I don't think the Brewers have what it takes anymore. Like, even it's just a loss of Josh Hader. I get it. They didn't get what they needed. I think the Phillies upgraded. I'm going to go the. I can't believe I'm saying this, that the Phillies are going to make the playoffs because I think they're a bad team. But Harper's coming back. That's a big I'm going Phillies. I'm going. Obviously, the two, the first two are pretty obvious. In the Braves and Padres, and then I'm gonna go Brewers. Honestly, I don't. I don't even like the Brewers team, but I just think they're more fundamentally sound in a Guardians kind of way, and their mm-hmm. pitching can kind of carry them a little bit, even though they lost Hater. But I'm, I'm talking more of their starting pitching, and I mean it's not like their bullpen's horrible without him. So uh, I think I think they'll squeak it out, and they play in a they play in a worse division. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna assume their schedule is a little more light. For the rest of the year so yeah that's fair but that's where we're gonna wrap it up thank you for listening to the trade deadline recap hopefully you guys enjoyed pretty long episode there but should be an exciting second half make sure to follow the tiktok at pitch catch pod without further ado thanks for listening have a great rest of your day or night peace peace